I'm all for a player getting his money. I say get your money. Dak Prescott is not worth $30 million, but if the Cowboys offered that to him, then he should get his money. But if he's holding out for more and the Cowboys actually give in to that, that would be a mistake on their part. The Dallas Cowboys offense is built around Ezekiel Elliott in that great offensive line. What they have is one of the two best running backs in all of football, and he's only 23 years old. And while Dak is still ascending and he could get to another level and become a top flight quarterback, right now, the most important part of that team offensively is Zeke. And if you give in to Dak Prescott actually holding out and demanding more money, that would be a mistake on the Cowboys' part when you're still negotiating with Zeke. Ezekiel Elliott makes that team go. The question for the day, who's the most overrated QB, wide receiver, and running back in NFL history? And sticking with running backs, I was thinking about this. Can you name me your favorite unsung running back? I'm talking about guys who look like they were on the path to having a great and long career, but their career was cut short. Guys like Gerald Riggs, Garrison Hurst, or Kurt Warner. Those are three guys that come to the top of my mind. Or even a guy who did have a long career, but I think he's unsung. But when you look at his career combined with what he's done off the field, you have to show Warwick Dunn love. Who are your favorites? Who are your unsung players? If you go roster spots 11 through 15, that's approximately the bottom 150 players. So you can look at Carmelo Anthony and say, he's just as good as those 150 players. But why is he not in the league? Usually those spots are reserved for people to be seen and not heard. After a game, you don't want somebody coming into a locker room interviewing your 11th guy right. about his role on the team. That's what got Terrell Owens and or Carmelo unceremoniously, as I'm calling it, out of the league. And here's another thing that I want veteran players to monitor. When you start to become a version of your alter ego, that's never good. I disagree completely. If Jalen wants to say GMs talk to each other and communicate about different players, I agree with that. And if there is a perception that Melo is unwilling to buy into a team concept or take a lesser role, then I agree with that perception that there is that perception maybe amongst some GMs or all GMs. But this idea that, or even the idea that you would line him up personality-wise with Chad Johnson or T.O., or somebody like Meta World Peace. I'm sorry. They all became cartoon characters. And and you can say what you want about Melo. He's not that. He doesn't run his mouth all the time. And he certainly doesn't act like some kind of cartoon character. So the notion that, well, he's not on a roster because they think the personality is bigger than the production. Wrong. One, he's much better than somebody that would be the 11th man. So Jalen's off base there. It's kind of strange because I don't remember Carmelo ever being this polarizing. 
but there's no shortage of opinions on what his career could be going forward or if his career is over. So the way you come in is also going to be the way you go out. It's not just going to be talent. Is Carmelo buckets? Should Carmelo be in the league right now? Absolutely. I feel so. Based on production, based on what he can do, depending on role. The problem is game recognizes game in terms of talent. But when you have to remind the game that you still have it, I've never seen a guy get that grip back on the sport and his opportunity once it slipped. But he called out Daryl Morey. And he never had an open conversation with James Harden. He basically went to Chris Paul and said, why am I getting cut? Did you do this? So he put it all on Daryl Morey. Well, like, Daryl Morey's a GM. He's got GM friends. And he's running out of teams to pick him up. Um, additionally, you're right. It's not a miracle. Daryl Morey, I got no problem with anybody calling Daryl Morey out, but continue. Okay, okay, I mean. I know he's part of a little analytics clique. No, listen, listen I, I, don't think, I don't think he's perfect. I'm just saying it's kind of like what Marcel's talking about. It's about more than basketball. Yeah. Oh. You know, GM's talk. And he's mm -hmm. like, oh. He also called out Oklahoma City and didn't like his role there. Like, okay, so where do you like your role? Well, so, I, I, Doug, help me out there because I watched the whole deal. He, he did not call anybody out in a vicious way. No, he, he he took the high road and he put out his side of the story, but he harmed no one. No, but he he did question a Daryl Moore. He he made Daryl Moore seem very cold blooded and walking in and saying, as a that, general manager, that's a good look. But continue. I I agree, yeah. but I don't know how that translates into the general manager world. What you hear versus what the man himself is actually saying. What exactly did Daryl Morey say to you when he met with you? I was I was actually in San Antonio in my room getting ready for the game. And I, me and Daryl were supposed to speak that night because I had reached out to him previously about just a heads up me, like what, what's going on, let me know what I can do. Like I'm here to help the team, like let me know what I got to do. But he had, you know, he came in and he was just like, look, basically your service is no, no longer needed. And I'm like, Hold on, what the, what, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, nah, you, you know, he, it, things just not working out, and you got to figure out, you got to figure out something to do. I'm like, how the hell am I gonna figure something out to do? I got a game tomorrow. Now nah, you're not gonna suit up tomorrow. So then I started taking it even deeper. I'm like, you mean it? He told me I could, I wasn't gonna make the rotation. Mello speaking on what happened between him and Daryl Morey. That's not calling Daryl Morey out. The situation was he did come to his room. He did tell him his services were no longer needed. He then went on to say that he couldn't be part of the nine-man rotation. So when Doug Gottlieb says it doesn't put Daryl Morey in the best light, why would it? And ultimately, he is a GM. GM's a little cutthroat. So what he did was Mello was cutthroat. Big picture? I have no problems with Daryl Morey telling Melo he doesn't he no longer wants him to be part of the Rockets. If that's what they believe as an organization, then that's what it is. But Melo speaking on it doesn't make him the bad guy. No more than him speaking about the fact that he was under the impression what went on in Oklahoma City the season before that, no one came to him and asked him if he wanted to return. No one came to him and said, would he take a lesser role? This is my problem. Look, I'm on the opinion that Melo's not going to play in the NBA again. I don't think, my gut feeling is, no franchise is going to sign him. That's not the same as me believing that he can play, that he can contribute, because I know he can. But if nobody's communicating to him what they want from him, 
how is he supposed to know? How is he supposed to assume where his status is with that particular franchise? I think the thing that I'm most amazed with is how split the fans are of the topic of Melo continuing his NBA career. Most seem to think he's washed or that he's too selfish to take a lesser role. And then you have others that say that him going on first take came off more like he's begging. And make no mistake, he's going directly to the Hall of Fame, and deservedly so. Yes. Uh, This is how many Hall of Famers have gone out like that? I've gone out basically going on TV and telling Stephen A. Smith, I'm begging for a job here and no one will sign me. I didn't hear begging. What I heard was someone making the case that they could still be a productive player, even in a lesser role. And you can't tell me that Carmelo Anthony can't be part of a nine-man rotation. You can't tell me that Carmelo can't be on your roster. Not when the Pistons just signed Michael Beasley, a player who doesn't play defense, is a volume scorer, not blessed with a high basketball IQ, and has a problem with, let's just say, extra activities. He just got signed. Michael Beasley is on an NBA roster. Carmelo Anthony is not. Enough said. The NCAA's new rules would require sports agents to have at least a college degree. Now, this would be for agents who were trying to deal with test the water players trying to come out of college. Instantly, social media called this the Rich Paul rule. And the truth is, Rich Paul and his agency Clutch Sports, they only deal with lottery type players. So it doesn't it really wouldn't apply to him. But I'll say this. Those restrictions would prevent the next Rich Paul. And that's why I have a problem with them. But I'll give Rich Paul credit because he took the high road. In his statement, he said, I actually support requiring three years of experience before representing the kid testing the market. I even get behind passing a test. However, requiring a four-year degree accomplishes only one thing systematically excluding those who come from a world where college is unrealistic. Exactly. So here it is, as promised, bracket two of the NBA Fantasy 101. Here's the first matchup. Grant Hill versus Sean Marion. Mello versus Paul Pierce. A.D. Adrian Dantley versus Sprewell, Scotty Pippen versus Paul George, James Worthy versus Mark Aguirre, Kiki Vandeway versus Jamal Wilkes, Detlef Shrimp versus Chris Mullen, and Clay Thompson versus the legend himself, Hondo, John Havlicek. We're going to have the results sometime next week because I still have to announce the other two brackets. I'm going to announce bracket three before the end of the week this week. And I'm going to give you the results of bracket one and two by the end of the week. I'll probably give it to you on third rail when everybody gives their rants and we'll have some fun with the rants along with, I'm sure we'll debate the results of the first two brackets. It's the cipher. I appreciate your support next time. 